Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondreo, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brand-Led, where we share practical branding tips and insights to help you guys, service-based business owners, attract high-value clients. And today, we're going to be talking about planning for the launch of your rebrand. And as always, joining me to discuss this is co-host and my partner, Lisa. How are you going? I'm good. Hi, everyone. We are back. We are back. It feels yes. like a long time since we recorded the last podcast. And I promise we haven't disappeared. We're just rejigging our schedule ever so slightly so that these podcasts are coming out fortnightly instead of weekly. Mm. Um, we've just been quite busy and this just allows us to create, you know, continue creating that quality content for you guys, which we love to do. Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the end of the rebranding process and that is you know, revealing and launching your new brand to the world. Yeah. So many businesses, once they think about rebranding, begin kind of, you know, considering all of the branded items that they need to update from their website to email signatures and everything in between. Um, yeah, and that can, a lot. It can get a bit overwhelming when you start to make that list. Yeah. Yeah. Often there's questions about, you know, what to update and when and how to announce that the new direction, the new vision um, to everyone and really minimize that disruption and fallback. Yeah, I think, you know, change is uh, sometimes difficult for people to embrace. So, you know, having those conversations is really important and making sure that you announce it in the right way. Mm. So, you know, if you're mid-rebrand at the moment or thinking of rebranding or you work in the industry, uh, in this episode, we're giving you some tips for relaunching. Yeah, grab a a pen, grab a notepad (laughs) and let's get into it. Yeah, cool. So I'll I'll kick off with uh, tip number one which is uh, think about more than your graphics. So usually when people think about changing their branding or updating things, they mostly think about the visuals. Mm. And, you know, that's a big piece of the puzzle, mm. um, but it's not the only piece. <laughs> yeah, visuals are obviously important, right, Liz? Um, <laughs> but remember, you know, your brand's bigger than that. It's a combination of things that influence the perception of your business after all. Yeah, so it's uh, it's messaging, it's voice, it's, you know, online, offline, touch points the whole customer experience that needs to be aligned with your new brand direction, not just your visuals. So to uncover all of the places that you need to update your branding, it's really worth considering the journey that someone might take when engaging with your brand. Yeah. So do you have any pointers that you can share, I guess, with our listeners? How should, how can they go about working out which touch points they need to update during their new brand launch? Yeah. So what you need to think about is how someone might discover you and engage with you along their journey from complete stranger to customer to brand advocate. Yeah. And, you know, at each point you'd really, you want to note down, you know, okay, what are we doing right now? What resources and materials are required for this process? You know, what needs to change and, you know, is it already aligned with our brand direction or does it need to be updated? So to give you a practical example, um, you know, you might know that one of the first places that your customer engages with your brand is on your website. That's true for a lot of brands. So you might take a look at your website and start asking questions. You know, does this website align with our new brand? Um, if you've updated your new visual identity, you probably need to change the visuals, mm. right? Maybe um, it's just, you know, a, 
a small update. So maybe it's an evolution and it's just a logo or maybe it's a completely different name, you know, yeah. layout style, everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, you know, is the functionality aligned with the brand that you're trying to, um, that your the brand attributes and your positioning, you mm. know, everything needs to be considered um, within that website. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, another scenario could be um, you get a lot of people calling you on the phone and, you know, who's, who is answering the phone? Mm. How are they answering it? You know, is are they speaking the right way? You know that you've kind of defined in your your, your new branding. Yeah, it's uh, not just like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a script or greeting that's more aligned, right? To, yeah. to the new tone of voice. Yeah, maybe instead of saying hello, you want to say howdy, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. You know, sometimes there's always like small tweaks. Um, yeah, I mean, people could also be visiting your physical space as well. So, like, what does that environment look like? Is there things like signage that need to be updated or um, what you're wearing, you know, uniforms, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe, you know, you get a lot of new customers through Instagram, you know, then you take a look at your profile. What does that look like? What kinds of content are you posting? How do you write? Um, What needs to, you know, change to align with your new brand? Hmm. And what kind of resources do you think that you'll need to create a consistent experience? So that might involve um, you know, creating templates for things that you're going to be posting really frequently. It might involve hiring a copywriter or getting some rules around, you know, what your brand voice sounds like. So that looks different for every business depending on who's managing your account. Mm. So once you've exhausted the initial touch points, then you'd want to consider what happens next in the journey. So, um, you know, do they inquire via a website form or are they booking something in online or um, maybe you're switching to email. Maybe they've emailed you to contact you um, and then, or do you need to meet in person or something like that? So you mm. might be putting together a proposal and, you know, all of these touch points have different um, requirements. So, you know, you think about things like email signatures, proposal documents, email scripts, um, automated emails. So there's so many different touch points within all of those things that I just mentioned. Yeah. I know in our case, like for professionals, uh, services or consultancies, you know, there's a lot of those documents that, that need to get updated. <laughs> yeah. There could be like, you know, 30 to 40 kind of documents that. But yeah, yeah maybe maybe there's like cover pages that you can use a template for and just, you know, swap out the wording and things like that so you can get a, a really quick um, new visual, you know, spin on those cover pages. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, yeah, creating that big list of items um, by going through the customer process. So you would do this for every phase in the customer journey, um, considering what your customer's seeing, what they're hearing, what they're reading, what they're experiencing. And then that will allow you to develop a list of items that need to be reworked um, to align with that new brand direction that you've created. Yeah, love it. So it might also be useful to repeat this process from the perspective of you know, someone working at your business, potential employee or partner um you know whoever is relevant to your business yeah exactly so you know yeah from a customer uh, from an employee perspective sorry you know they might go to your website and then you know um what does the onboarding look like when a new staff member joins or you know what does the application process look like are there documents and things that you hand to them so um, yeah all of those touch points are super important awesome okay well let's move on to tip number two um did you want to run through this one? Yes. So tip number two is to consider prioritizing uh, items and doing phased rollouts. So mm. um, once you've worked out what needs to be revitalized on a brand level, you're probably going to have a big list of things that need to be updated. 
And, uh, you know, getting all of that achieved can really delay your launch and all of the benefits that go with it. So, yeah, it's really, it's really unlikely, you know, you're going to be able to just drop everything at once because it means that you're going to have to hide hide it behind the scenes for three to six months, you know, it's, yeah. it's much better. Than- <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I suppose the second tip is to, to work out which items are the most critical to update before you can reveal the new branding and then which items can probably wait to maybe be rolled out, you know, in one month, six months, 12 months, you know, what's actually critical and what's not. Yeah. And it's good to remember that branding is ongoing, that there's always more that we can do and improve upon. Um, but we don't need it all at once, you know. Yeah. Um, the order in which you tackle your long laundry list may depend on, you know, those supplier timeframes and uh, how much effort's required in building out the items that you need. Yeah. So an example of that is if you know print items are going to take a few weeks to be sent back, um, consider prioritizing those first so you can send them off while completing other kind of faster items. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you can also think about phase delivery of items like your website. So, you know, often our clients, you know, we create a sitemap for them and they've got lots and lots of pages. And, you know, sometimes it's worth just considering, is it okay to launch with one or two pages and then build out the others over the coming months so that you can launch sooner yeah. so that, you know, maybe just launching with a one page or two pages is uh, is adequate and then you know while you do while you have those things up then you can build out blog sections and you know yeah. bigger content requirement sections um for the rest of your website mm. so i suppose the gist here is to work out which items are essential and which can be postponed and then you can work out a realistic timeline to achieve everything that you need prior to launching yeah it's a simple tip i guess the phased rollout you know tip but it's one that our clients usually love because it means they can launch sooner and ma- launch sooner and <laughs> maintain that momentum. Um, yes, exactly. Now, the final tip that we got in store for you guys today is is you know a really important one, and that is you got to plan. You should be planning the brand reveal. Yes. Right, and I guess amidst all the branding updates, it's easy to forget to actually plan this reveal. Um, and you know you want to. You want to, it should be exciting. You're launching, you know, something, you know, your new direction. Yeah, exactly. So it's really worth sharing something maybe a little bit more than a quick email or an Instagram post that says, hey, check out our new website. (laughs) (laughs) I actually saw someone do that the other day, you know, I can't remember what brand it was, but, you know, I get a lot of emails and they're like, hey, we've got a new website. And I was like, as a customer, I'm not that excited to go and look yeah. at it. Maybe as a website design, design firm, I'm kind of curious. But, but um, you know, that that's kind of not that incentivizing for me to visit. Yeah, there, what's so. in it for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they might not be interested in website design. <laughs> But yeah, sorry. I suppose it's up to you how extravagant you want to be with your brand relaunch. But there are some things that we've seen that work really well um, Mm. and have worked well for our clients. Maybe there's some sort of offer, you know? Yeah. With the, you know, go uh, to to celebrate the launch of our new brand, you know, we're offering whatever. And maybe that will get to the website instead of the check out our new website. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. I digress. We're getting to that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. You probably already had that noted down. Stolen. No, that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> so the first thing that I think works well um, is an internal launch. So, this isn't. Sorry, this is <laughs> this is a sneak peek um, for your team. So, basically, 
if you're a smaller team, your whole team might have been involved throughout the whole journey and may have seen the evolution of your brand kind of come together and been involved in decision making. Um, But if you have a bigger team, there's possibly quite a few people who maybe haven't been involved as much. Maybe they've heard you know, what you're up to, or maybe you've been keeping them involved at some level, but maybe they haven't seen the full brand coming together. Hmm. So this is really important for anyone who hasn't had as much involvement in decision-making throughout the branding process. Yeah, I guess, you know, consider this a chance to include them before it gets the public reveal. And I guess you can explain why the change is important to them in their role. Mm-hmm. Um you know, after all, they've got to wear the uniforms, they've got to rock up to the office, you know, you should be prioritising them before showing the public. Um, tell them And tell them how, how it's going to be, you know, make their life easier or why they should be proud of it. Um, yeah, and if you've consulted them at any stage to maybe provide feedback or ideas, maybe they've seen initial logo concepts or maybe you've asked them questions about things that about the customers that they interact with every day, you can explain how those specific insights have led to certain decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, feedback on this specific piece led to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, so they feel like they had they did contribute to it because they did if you did consult them. Yeah, and when they, if they understand the reasons behind it, it's going to really... Um, increase the likelihood that they'll be willing to adopt the new brand, you know. Yeah. Um, you may also consider, uh, you know, printing merch or throwing a little party to celebrate the new direction, which, you know, a client of ours, you know, we love getting um, photographs of them sending it through and, you know, yeah. hearing about their brand launch meeting or, or whatever they've done in the past. So Yeah, it just gets people excited. I think it's important to have that buy-in and excitement from your team uh, so they can, re- you know, they – if they're, especially if they're interacting with your clients or your customers, you know, then they can field any questions and explain things instead of feeling really disconnected uh, from the new brand direction and feeling like they weren't involved or they don't know why yeah, they even exactly. changed in the first place. So generally change can feel quite disruptive. Even if, you know, you know that the brand needed to be changed, seeing it change and not being involved in the process can still feel a bit jarring. It's like, do I work here or what? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, explaining why it was necessary and explaining, you know, the process and, you know, the positive outcomes that you hope to gain along with, you know, how your team inspired the change and how you used, you know, them as inspiration um, to to create certain items um, can help in them adopting it. Mm. I think um, the other thing is also worth communicating with your existing customer base to let them know what's changed and why. Uh, so, you know, you might like to reveal the brand to them before doing a general public reveal as well so they get a bit of an exclusive like your team did. Mm, that's a good one, actually. Um, <laughs> I was going to say you stole that one before I got to it. Um, no, you could um, you could also use the rebrand as an opportunity to, you know, um, reiterate what you do or create a special offer, as I was saying before, or giveaway. <laughs> what about a giveaway maybe? And it's just that'll be dependent on what you actually do, right? Yeah. So as we said before, you know, people probably aren't that excited by your new website or your logo that you've just created. They might be like, "Oh, that's nice," but they want to know what's in it for them. Mm. You know, what's and I think explaining to your customers, especially if it's a big change on a website, like imagine if you order from a website all the time, or you know, and now the functionality's changed, um, or your accounts changed, or you know, or maybe there's some sort of like. Um, you know, member benefits launching alongside it or something like that. So I think you want to explain to customers what's in it for them. Are you, um, have you changed your offering? 
Is anything else changing in regards to your service? Have you updated your values? You know, things like yeah. that need to be communicated to the cust- to your customers so they know what's going on and why things have changed so they don't feel disconnected from your brand. Exactly. Okay. Well, lots to consider when <laughs> launching a new brand. Yeah, that one went for a while, actually. <laughs> I suppose, you know, it can feel a little bit overwhelming when you start to write down all the things that you need to change. But I think with a little bit of forward thinking and some support from different suppliers and your branding team, it's definitely manageable and, and it's worth just remembering that you just need to chip away at it. It's not, mm. It doesn't need to be this big thing. Yeah. If you consider phased rollouts and just doing things one thing at a time, mm. um, you can really get to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, so let's try and, I guess, recap this really succinctly, um, those three big tips. Um, so if you've already put your pen down, then pick it back up and maybe just you can, you can follow along here. So uh, tip number one is to consider more than visuals. Yes. So you want to be making a list of what needs to be updated by considering how people engage with your brand from beginning to end. You know, where do you need to rethink uh, how people see, hear, think about or experience your brand? Hmm. Tip number two is to prioritize your action action items and consider phased rollouts so you can launch sooner rather than later. Yeah. So you want to be asking what's absolutely necessary here and what can wait. And this will also help with resourcing the rebrand effort because remember, it does take time and it does take money. So, you know, this can be spread over a longer period of time and give you a little bit more um, flexibility in your cash flow. And the final tip, tip number three, is to plan your reveal. Yes. Don't forget to communicate, you know, how and why you rebranded with your internal team, really important, your clients, also really important, Mm. and that wider audience. Uh, remembering to say why it's beneficial to them and not just that you're excited to be ditching your old website and getting a new one. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. All right, guys. Well, that's all we've got time for today. So thank you so much for listening. Um, And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. See you next time.